Hi, I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We're the Faithless Sisters, and this semester we're taking a new look at the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. We're looking at how God is revealing and working His plan for man's salvation through these books of the Bible. We're following Dr. Chris Miller's class at Cedarville University, and we're excited that you're joining us in our discussion of his teaching. We can't wait to learn more of God's character and plan. All right. Well, hello. Welcome to the Faith Life Sisters. And we are done with Genesis and talking about Exodus. And you want to talk about flying through some meaty, weighty topics. Um, We are going to cover 12 chapters today. We're going to go 1 through 12. And um, most of you are probably familiar with what we're talking about because the beginning of Exodus is, I I mean, it's like the big famous stuff, right? The stuff of movies. Yes. The Charlton Heston movie. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, we're going to referencing see, that right? probably, only part of it's true. <laughs> so we were, we were a license a lot. We were <laughs> our, like working things out before we started recording. And it was like, but what about in the movie with Charlton Heston? <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, not historical context or no, not that, historical that wasn't reference. A- accuracy. Anyway. Thank you. Yeah. Accuracy. Yes. Well, we are going to start with, obviously, Exodus 1, Um, and this is the birth of Moses, and we're going to fly through Moses' younger younger years, Moses the young. Mm -hmm. And in explaining how they got here, too, um, this is many generations. Joseph Mm -hmm. had brought the family to uh, Goshen. Is that where mm-hmm. Goshen? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And they settled in this very fertile land and they went from, was it like 70 people 70. to 2.2 million or something like that? A huge <laughs> yeah. amount. Yeah. That scared, yeah. The, scared yeah. the Egyptians to death. Right. Yes. Yeah. Too many. So remember at the end of Genesis, um, we told you we're going to take a little break and it's 400 years. Yes. So there's 400 years between the end of Genesis and the beginning of Exodus. In which point, at which point, um, the Bible actually says that like the, the more the, um, Israelites were oppressed and, um, like forced into labor, the more they multiplied, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) they, they multiplied and spread. Um, that just cracks me up. I just Mm -hmm. think that's funny. Because we're like, oh, yeah, you don't like us? We're well, just going to go home and we're going to make some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all the different ways that Pharaoh wanted to stop that was kill the boys, yeah. put them in the river, do all these different things because he wanted to stop the reproduction. Yeah, the population explosion. You take, mm-hmm. you take out half. And, he, and when you think about it, if he's willing to kill the boys, it's like those are the strongest workers. He was willing to take down that workforce to that level just so that, because he was so afraid. Yeah. And they, they, the Israelites had been enslaved at this point. Mm -hmm. And so to wipe out your own workforce um, is pretty significant Mm -hmm. or at least the willingness to it. So that's, that's kind of where they are. And then um, Pharaoh said, kill all the baby boys 
Mm-hmm. And um, you probably all know the baby Moses story and he was in a basket in the river and Pharaoh's daughter finds him. And um, God has worked all of these little teeny details out so that Moses's mother actually is able to nurse him and serve as like a nursemaid um, until it's time to go to Pharaoh's house. So very cool. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. And then we see Moses grow up in Egypt's, nope, Moses grow up in Pharaoh's house and castle, mm-hmm. Alice, probably didn't have an yeah. Egyptian castle. Close okay. enough. His crib. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both literal and figurative. Opulence um, and wealth and um, what else, what's the other word I'm trying yeah. to think? Excess. Yeah. <laughs> Excess. 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 Sure. Mm-hmm. Privilege. I think privilege. Yeah. yeah. But he, he leaves all of that because he sees a wrong being done to one of his fellow um, Hebrews. And he looks around, didn't see anybody looking at him. Boom. Killed him off. Someone was watching. So, and, and called him out on it. So he hightails it out of Egypt. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He hightails it out of Egypt and then hides in the desert. He is found by what will be his father-in-law by a well and is taken in. And then he just is kind of wandering aimlessly um, as far as a, a calling in life. Um, he kind of, he's left all he's ever known and he is uh, a wanted man because he was the Pharaoh's, raised as a Pharaoh's son and has killed somebody and um, has killed one of the Egyptians and over the treatment of the slave. And so he is persona non grata. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's taken in by Zipporah's father. Zipporah mm-hmm. is to be his wife. And um, then after he's there and he's a shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. He becomes a shepherd. And then um, 40 years go by. Yeah. And then the Pharaoh dies. Yes. And then God comes to Moses and talks to him. Yeah. Well, because all this time that they've been enslaved, the Israelites, the Hebrews, now they are kind of groaning and complaining and crying out to God for help. And finally, God hears them and decides it's time to remember his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So now God's going to take care of business. Yeah. And he appears to Moses Mm -hmm. in a burning bush. Um, which I love the fact in the video, the guy brought up the, the subject of the burning bush and he said, it's not that the bush was burning. That's not the miracle. The miracle is it didn't burn up. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, that's true. But how about the fact that God spoke out of it too? <laughs> I, mean, I haven't <laughs> run into too many bushes that were talking right. to me. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah. but it's obviously a supernatural thing. Um, God says to Moses, hey, take your shoes off, buddy. Um, this is a big deal. 
This is a mm-hmm. holy moment, holy ground. Um, and I love Moses' response. Are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he, after 40 years of hanging out in the desert, he's not thinking that he's anybody or anything. Um, I'm sure he's made a life for himself. He's married. He's had kids. Um, but I doubt that he's ever seen himself as any big deal anymore. Right. He's kind of left that, that left life that behind, life. right? Yeah. He's like, cool. I'm down with my sheep and my peeps well, and they're not, I think yeah. they're good and they're not even his sheep right he is nobody he's tending yeah. his father-in-law's sheep he doesn't he's a man without a home mm-hmm. okay of his yeah. own and I don't know that he knew that Pharaoh died so all he knows is and, and it's not like the movie he didn't come before Pharaoh and Pharaoh yeah. didn't send him out um he was like "Ooh, Pharaoh could find me and ran and ran right yeah. and yeah. so how does he know that Pharaoh died well, right that's a good question yeah. and God's asking him to go back there. Mm-hmm. Right. This is yeah. like, so when, when Moses responses with like, who am I to go back there that you would send me? Or um, let's see, what were some of his things? Who should I say that, that sent me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm slow of speech and tongue. Send mm-hmm. someone with me. Um, I'm not eloquent. Like, and then what ultimately. If, what if they don't believe me? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like I, I got I, I called this little section like, hey, God, I don't think you really mean what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you really mean to send me. Yeah. I, I, I'm right. not your guy. Right. Right. Be your guy. Yeah. And, but, but then God faithfully meets him and he gives him signs. He shows him to put the staff. And then, okay, wait, this is one of my favorite parts. Now I'm starting to talk about, we do this in leadership training. This is a section of um, scripture that we talk about. So, God shows him to put his hand inside of his cloak and then he pulls it out and it's filled with leprosy. And then he tells him to put his hand back in his cloak and it's clean. And it's like, I have control over all this. God is just saying, this is who you're dealing with. He's telling Moses who he is. So then Moses takes his people, you know, his wife, and they all start off to Egypt. And my thinking is here's Moses on the way to Egypt. If it was me, putting my hand in my cloak and checking it a whole bunch of times. <laughs> like, finger out. Whoa, this is so cool. <laughs> or even saying to people, no, really, put your hand in there for real. See what <laughs> Don't you think they would have been like, Moses, we've seen your stupid party trick already. Stop it. I know, Keep I know, walking. but it would have entertained me fully. You're just walking through a desert for a long time. You have to know his wife and his kids got a little tired of that. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, yeah. Like the old stick trick. Hey, watch that. It's a snake. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. If he throws that staff down one, one more time. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So they do end up going back and they do end up going before Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Right. So I called this part um, like, hey there, remember me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's the caveat to that is this is different. It, this is still called Pharaoh, but this is a different Pharaoh right. than the Pharaoh that raised him. Mm-hmm. So, but surely his reputation precedes him. Moses. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, because would just anybody get access to Pharaoh like that? I mean, I don't know that they would. Joe Blow right. on the street, does he get to come before the king? Good point. Well, isn't it kind of like the royals? You know, you 
your next in line, your heir becomes the next ruler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would that be the old Pharaoh's son or part of his household that had been there before? Yeah. Would, would know Moses? Mm-hmm. I think it had to have been something like that. In the movie, it definitely was. It, definitely it was Yul Brenner. Was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pharaoh, Pharaoh shows up, or I mean, Moses shows up to Pharaoh and he's like, hey, what's up? It's been 40 years, but remember me? I'm here and I don't have great news for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your workers are going on strike. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we can argue about but uh, you're not going to like it. So then we move swiftly into uh, what we only know or what we all know for the gross things that they are is the the plagues. Plagues. The plagues. Thank you. All I could think of was the Pharisees, but... That's not right well, either. That was started with a I have a lot of those moments where it's just not there. <laughs> Man. Is that all the help I can get? Yes. And, and so here's where I got tripped up pretty big on this one. Um, there's 10 plagues and we can run through them. I mean, just kind of look at them overall. They, it was the first one was blood, then mm-hmm. frogs, gnats, flies, livestock, boils, Hail, locust, darkness, death of the firstborn was the 10th one. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like putting myself in the place of people who are in Egypt. And then the Israelites and like how, when these played out, what that would have been like. Like, first off, I do have a complaint. When the first two came, the uh, Pharaoh's magicians could duplicate the miracle of the blood on the Nile. That was a very big opener. When you turn the blood into Nile, the Nile into blood, that's their life source, their water source, their food source, the fish died. Um, and it also, all of these, by the way, went at the Egyptian gods. So it was a direct confrontation of the Egyptian gods. Um, but the first two, it's like Pharaoh's magicians duplicated this, right? And the thing that bothered me was number two with the frogs. It was like frogs came up from the water and completely covered the land. They were in their houses. There were frogs all over. So the magicians duplicated. So now you have double the amount of frogs. If I'm an Egyptian person going, why was this the plan? Like, why is doubling the plan? That doesn't show me any power. That just shows me you're just as bad as they are. Right? I think removing the frogs would have been the really good move on that. (laughs) I'm just voting. I'm just voting. I was like, oh, that's really bad. Um, so there's just a couple things on this. And one was just, there's a, in, in, and he was talking about in the video, how there's this pattern of warning. And so he would warn the first one in the morning, there would be a warning. Um, the second plague, the frogs, there was a warning, but no time connected to it. And the third one, there was no warning. And then it comes back and it repeats again. There's a warning in the aeon, no warning time. And then, I'm sorry, a warning, but no time connected. And Mm -hmm. then no warning, right? And I kept thinking, what is this pattern? There was this rhythm that kept going. I kept hanging with that. And it was like, um, it's time. It allowed, like sometimes people don't harden their hearts right away. We harden them after a pattern of response, I think. 
Um, like when we think of just even the political and not getting into it doesn't matter, but it's like it's become over a period of time when people have said things, and you go, oh, no, 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 or back and forth, whatever way it goes, right? There's this hardening that's happening in our society. Then I was like, all right, fine. And I'm going through this. I go, Pharaoh, he, he just goes, well, I want candy. And I was like, candy? No, he wants slaves. He wants candy. And I was like, oh, no. Here I am with my sugar stuff, right? And I'm just going, oh, I want sugar. I just want sugar. And God says, well, no, it's not good for you. And I'm like, but I want it. And then there's all these opportunities for God teaching me. This isn't what you want. This isn't good for you. This isn't what you want. And then I just become harder. It's like it, it happens over a period of time. I can get by with this. What are some frogs? Who cares about that? Then the locust comes like, oh, that's not a good idea. You know, um, all the while with these plagues, the Israelites were not affected by the locust. Israel's light stock was not affected. The Israelites protected. So when the hail came, they weren't. And the light, that blows my mind, dark and light. The Israelite areas had light. The Egyptians did not, Right. And I just was like, there's this pattern, there's this rhythm of warning and it's not okay. And it's not okay. And this hardening of the heart. And it's like, it just reveals uh, again, we'll find this in the, the further one, but it's like God, when God lifts his hand, he's letting Pharaoh be exactly who he is and suffer those consequences. Yeah. And they're devastating. Well, as parents, I mean, if, if you think about it, like with your children or um, even just in healthy relationships in general, like you set these boundaries and you say, this is, this is what's going to happen. Like, these are the rules. This is where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you stray, there will be consequences for, for whatever it is, you know, but it's like, you give a little bit of warning, like, Hey, listen, I can see where this is going. So start to pay attention, please. And bring things back together. And then you start to, again, if we're not paying attention, then it's like, hey, mm -hmm. um, I've already told you once. Now I'm not going to be as specific, but there's something coming. So you're going to have to suffer these consequences. You better get it together. And then third time, it's like, nope, consequences, period. Mm -hmm. And we, we build up that, um, uh, I heard it referred to the other day as a culture of contempt, oh. because that just that contempt just builds up and builds up and builds up. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think Rosemary, you're right. Like it just is a building process and God was gracious enough to be like, listen, we're going to start with these little things and then it's just going to get worse and it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse. And I'm going to give you a warning, but you're not paying attention. So now I'm going to say like, it's coming. Mm -hmm. And then it's I, just I, come. I've told it, you. It, at any time, Moses could have walked in there and said, hey, you have our slaves, let them go. And Pharaoh went, oh, someone told me about that. Yeah, 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 go ahead. They can go. Right. Right. Now, that didn't at any point, Pharaoh could have said, let them go. Right. Yeah. And his yeah. people had to pay the consequences for his poor decisions, as unfortunate as that is. But the, the Egyptians were also hardened. While it ultimately fell on Pharaoh, the Egyptians themselves um, were also hardened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe they could have made a choice to turn towards the Israelite God, but they didn't. Don't you think, you know, when hardness of the heart, basically what that is, I think, is, you know, we all want our own way, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I want my way. Like you said, with the sugar rosemary, I want it. Right. Whether it's good for me, bad for me, it doesn't matter. I want it. I want my own way. I want what I want. Um, And so, you know, as we come to know Jesus, the Bible says that we're conformed to his image. Well, he was not all about what he wanted. He was able to set himself aside to sacrifice what he wanted for the greater good. And so as we become more like him, we should be developing that ability as well. But without him, and these Egyptians clearly didn't have him, they just wanted what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And the more they wanted it, the worse they got about it. Mm -hmm. Um, They just dug their heels in. Pharaoh dug his heels in and said, I'm not letting them go that I want them. I want those slaves and I'm not letting them go. Um, And in the consequence, it got worse and worse. And so, and you can see that wave pattern again. Okay. And then here comes more warnings and then here comes more warnings. And the Israelites didn't have to take an action um, for the, for all of the nine, but -hmm. for the 10th one, and this points to Jesus and his seed, which is the overarching theme of this whole study on this. His seed, they had to take a personal action. They had to put the blood of the perfect lamb over their doorposts, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to make a move towards, I'll say Christ, yeah. which is kind of another thing for us to just look at. We have to take action in faith yeah. towards him. The Egyptians could have taken an action in faith and moved towards him you know, asked for forgiveness, repented everything, but they didn't. And that's, I guess that's the same thing for, for, I'll just say for me too. It's like, I need to take an action towards Christ with that. And well, it, it, um, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. It, I just, it, it just to me, two points to this over thing of this is his seed and his seed will come and he's still preaching the gospel here. This story is about the gospel of Jesus Christ coming, the blood of the lamb. So go ahead. Well, what I have to say can't match that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not matching. That's the good news. <laughs> we are matching. We both have on yeah. blue shirts today. Yay. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> no, um, we talked about hardening and that, that was a hardening Pharaoh's heart. And I think that's something that um, a lot of us have struggled with when we read this um, story. It's why would God, God harden someone's heart? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't sound like God's character. He's always forgiving us and and wanting us to come not to harden our hearts. So, um, but when we were watching the video from Dr. Miller, he kind of explained it as God didn't take his soft, gentle, generous heart and harden it on purpose. What he did was Um, You know, Pharaoh had already said, no, he already had a hard heart and he had said, no, you can't go. No, you can't go. So his whole with his whole heart, he didn't want them to go. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes down to being under pressure, you know, it's kind of like, you know, maybe he would say yes. And he did say yes, but then changed his mind. But the hardening of his heart was a resolve. God already strengthened the resolve that was already in his heart against the Israelites. So it's not that he made them hate the Israelites because that's, that just is not something God would do, but Mm -hmm. he strengthened the resolve of what was already in Pharaoh's heart to achieve his, his purpose. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. 
Well, then, so we we get through the the first ten, ten plagues. <clears throat> excuse me, and then we hit um, Exodus twelve, and we go through Exodus um, twelve through thirteen, and it is about to get real. Like mm-hmm. this is the real deal. Um, you know, plagues of blood and frogs and gnats and flies and like all kinds of gross. Um, you can recover from that. It might take a little while, but it's like, oh yes, well I've you know I'm I've lost some livestock, but we can rebuild. Um, we're about to get down to the nitty gritty, and we are about to. Um, Pharaoh is going to have his comeuppance in one way because previous Pharaoh said, "Kill all the firstborn babies or kill all the boys." Right? Get rid of them. Get rid of all the boys, and this is going to solve our problem. And now God says, hey, we're going to kill all of the firstborn. So not just of the people, but of the livestock, we're going to kill all of the firstborn, everything. So folks, it is, this is the real deal. Let my people go and save yourselves. Yes. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. and, and And that's devastating. The, the death of the firstborn. Mm-hmm. Um, is devastating all over. Um, I, I, I was thinking like the people, Israel, Israelites originally didn't want to leave Egypt. They didn't want to be slaves, but they didn't want to leave Egypt. And I was like, why? That's ridiculous. And he kind of explained that Egypt was a commerce city. It was like the cap, you know, you could look at the United States. It's like, we are a very um, prosperous country. You know, first world in terms of commerce and being able to do all the trade, a lot of riches there. Um, and so they didn't want to leave that. It's almost like saying, okay, you don't have to be slaves, but then you have to go to Himahama. I don't even know where that is. Out in this the country that I have no idea. Right. And you have to go to the wilderness to get there. And it was like, I kind of get why they wouldn't want to go. It was like, wait, we got it here. Let's just not be slaves. We can all kind of hang out and be happy together. And God was like, no, I have a promise that has to be fulfilled through you. Mm-hmm. And I have a plan for you. You are my people. I need to make you a nation. So again, we're going back to that theme of the land nation leader. Um, I will take you to a land. I will build you into a nation. I am the Lord, your God. I mean, he goes through, um, you need to get to know who I am, yeah. right? And they wouldn't have done it because they would have been distracted with all the riches of Egypt. Oh, speaking of which, they went and took them all. Because everybody gave them their earrings, their bracelets, their gold, everything they could just like get out of here. Mm-hmm. By the time when you think they go through the locusts, the cattle, all this stuff, the Egyptian, the um, nation was destroyed. Their yeah. commerce was destroyed. No crops were going to come in that year. And the hail made sure of that. Anything that might have lived, right, or, or been possible. So by the time they were like, oh, all these, like, see ya. <laughs> like, I'm out, right? This is not. So that's a piece of why the plagues were effective, too, was this building of get to know who I am. He says another part that um, Dr. Miller goes through is talking about the names of God. I'm Yahweh, the one, and they won't even pronounce his name but that means I'm the one who's close in by you, right? And he went through a few of them, let's see. Adonai, I'm your master. That's a far away one. He just kind of went through all the words of God, which I think is so important because if you kind of just get those, he went through about four of them. 
you understand who you're speaking with here. Are you speaking with the master of the universe, you know, God almighty, or is this the God close to you who wants relationship? It's still the same God. It's just a different reflection or facet of it mm -hmm. and how you are and how you're connected. So a lot of things going on here in Exodus. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And they don't, they don't get the fast pass. Mm -hmm. No, not at <laughs> no. all. They could have had the fast pass, but no. Could have. But, yeah. but you know, um, taking, well, we're, we're at 12, so right. we better. We'll wrap it. Not, I better not say anything else. I'll give some stuff away from next Spoiler time. alert. Yeah. Spoiler. So the, the whole thing here is like, you know, we've gone through the, the, um, plagues and we've gone through the death of the firstborn and the Egyptians have been like, take all of our things, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. What do you want? I will give it to you. Just leave, just go away and take all your curses and take your mean God and leave. And so they do. And then that's where we're going to wrap up today. Um, because, uh, next episode, we are going to spend some time in the wilderness and we will wander <laughs> together. Um, so who wants to pray for us as we close up this episode? I will. You guys didn't okay. see the hand raises. Yeah. But. We all just jumped in. <laughs> all right. Rosemary. Thanks. Okay. Holy Lord. We come before you, God, so humble and so grateful for who you are. You are Yahweh. You are our Lord who wants to come in close and be intimate with us and love us, Lord. God, we just thank you for this entire plan that you have had. As we continue to see the next chapter of this, the next movement, the next way to go, God, we just pray that our eyes are to you, Lord, and that we look to you and that we are transformed as we engage in your word, God. We ask that you open our eyes, Lord, towards you so that we see you. And Lord, we ask that you soften our hearts. If there's an area in our hearts that's hardened, God, please, please take out that heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, Lord. And knowing that maybe we can't do it all completely ourselves, that we ask you, God, and we know you are faithful. We know you are good. We know we have your covering. We know we have your protection as we look to you, as we um, worship you, Lord. Um, and we just thank you. And we just praise you for all of this in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Ha, ha, ha.